Um, Swiss girl. Army lobster. Get out. <laughs> I had. I. I promised the people. Fuck you. If you're gonna kill people, at least remember the right names. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Welcome back to Tuesday Gaming. We are Swiss Army Scorpion. Okay, so you guys are in this cave, and I feel like last week I did a poor job of describing this part of the cave. So picture like an 80-foot long chamber, 30 feet wide, and like in like the back corner, it empties out into a 10-foot wide tunnel. That's where you came from. And then... Like 70 feet of the 80 foot long wall of the cave is just exposed to the ocean. Uh, so it doesn't like just end in like a narrow opening that goes out to the ocean. Like this whole thing is like, it's like a panoramic view of the ocean from inside this part of the cave. And it doesn't seem to go anywhere else. So there's four mushroom men and they seem eager to, to, to gobble you up. So everybody, roll initiative, please. Cheryl. 12. Devoth. 19. Scram. 9. Hood. 10. What's your modifier? Uh, plus 7. Ooh, that's a roll-off between you and Captain Cork. Is it just a wow. flat d20? Yeah. 13. 10. Uh, Tuck Tuck. I had a 15. Okay, so, first round. First up, Incutilis. He is going to step out from behind a stalagmite, and he's going to cast Web. And the area of that spell is represented by the pink square right there. Everybody make reflex saves. Yeah, but not me, though, right? Yeah, everybody make reflex saves. Oh, look like I was on the outskirts of that pink square. It does appear that way, but... Wait. Oh, yeah, sorry, no. Cheryl's fine. Oh, I rolled an 18 or 19, <laughs> dick. <laughs> Plus whatever it is. Good. Ow. <laughs> okay, so, reflex saves. Devoth. 16. Scram. 16. Hood. 18. Tuck Tuck. 22. Oh, well, this is a, a turn of events. Uh, everybody in the I, area. I was waiting for you to stay a sticky situation. <laughs> is, uh, it's not a sticky situation because everybody made their saves, Woo! including Cork. Damn, nice. The save succeeds. Uh, the creature's inside the web, but is otherwise unaffected. The entire area of the web is considered difficult terrain. Anyone moving through the webs must make a combat maneuver check or escape artist check as part of their move action, with a DC equal to the spell's DC. Creatures that fail lose their movement and become grappled in the first square of webbing that they enter. They become grappled? Yep. Yeah, that's what would have happened if you failed your save, too. Damn. If you have at least five feet of web between you and an opponent, it provides cover. If you have at least 20 feet of web between you, it provides total cover. The strands of web are flammable. Devoth, your turn. All right. So Devoth is going to enact Rage as a move action. I'll take that. I accept. And going to go ahead and cast Haste. Tuck, Tuck, you're up. So you said it's difficult terrain? It is difficult terrain. If you want to move, then you need to make a combat maneuver check. It sounds like you want to get out of it. Yes, it does. I mean, if you're not immediately tangled and you don't need to move, it's actually a fairly safe place to be. I thought if I try to attack people from here, though, I have they have concealment. Oh, uh, that's true too. Yep. Is this web like um, you know, in those movies where they're trying to like navigate through the lasers to steal the thing? Yeah. And the lasers are pointed over. Is that how like the web is? I guess. It's yeah, like it's all webby around yeah. everything. Yeah. Instead of setting off an alarm, you get grappled. Yeah. Okay. 
It's like sticky lasers. Because <laughs> at first I kind of just thought it was like a net, you know? Yeah, no, it's like a three-dimensional Yeah, area. okay. So it's 20 feet wide and it's 20 feet tall. That's pretty sweet looking, like, yeah. how it, 20 feet of just, like, webbed space. Yeah, it's probably horrifying to some people. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Tuck Tuck, you're up. So, I moved, and now I'm thinking. Did you make a combat maneuver check? No. But I'm going to do that. <laughs> Anyone moving through the webs must make a combat maneuver check or escape artist check as part of their move action. Sorry. Ah, seven. <laughs> that is a fail. If you fail, you lose your movement, become grappled in the first square of webbing that you enter. So you are still able to move five feet, but it doesn't look like... I mean, you can move five feet south, because that is closer to where south, you're going, we'll... I think. Yeah, I'll go five feet south. Or okay. diagonal if you wanted to do the diagonal. Ooh. Yeah. But and now you're grappled by the webbing, yeah. All right, I'll start squawking madly because I imagine birds and spider webbing. <laughs> I, I, it's kind of like humans and spiders, I imagine. It's probably like about the same as like a cat getting wet, like all your plumage is getting pulled in every direction. Yeah, Ugh. that's got. I'm be probably like really... squawking pretty madly. I won't do it, podcast, but imagine. <laughs> I just imagine that. that your ears are assaulted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now that Tuck Tuck's grappled, what? What's the the DC goes up for him trying to get out on his next turn? To escape from wh- what he's doing right now is a standard action instead of making the check as part of his move action. Okay. But it, the penalty doesn't increase, like the number doesn't go up at no. all? Okay. It does not. I wasn't sure if it was going to make more sense to like spend my turn trying to cut webbing out for him. Probably just, not because the DC stays the same, right? He just has to use yeah. a standard action. Okay, so I need scram... Captain Cork and Cheryl, fortitude save. And specifically, I need Scram to make two. Captain Cork and Cheryl each just make one. Cheryl? 18. Nice. Scram? 14 and then 20. Okay, so here's what happens. Three of the four mushroom men release a cloud of spores that goes out in a 10-foot radius. They go right through the webs. Scram needs to deal with the clouds of two of them, uh, whereas Cheryl and Captain Cork are spaced out enough that they only get it from one. Captain Cork and Cheryl are okay. Scram saves against one of the clouds, but not the other one. Then I'm going to use Gallant Inspiration to give him a uh, plus 2d4 on that save. Okay. Don't waste it, Tom. Add two. (laughs) 16. Nope. All right, and then the other mushroom man is going to move in. He's going to box that Cheryl in. Hey. That's an 11 to hit and a 19 to hit. He lashes out with two claws. The second one hits. Okay. You take nine damage and make a fortitude save. Ow. Uh, I see that's a natural one. Ow. Uh, with each claw, it leaves like a trail of spores, very similar to the cloud of spores that it just oh, okay. released. So I dodge the it, spores and then... So you, yeah, you like muscle through the spores and then uh, it misses with one claw and the other one gets you like right in the face and you're like... <laughs> it, you choke up on a lot of spores. Fucking hate mushrooms. Something bad might happen later. If you guys want to know more about these mushroom men, you can make a knowledge nature check. Yeah. That can't be useful. 16. 10. 23. Cheryl and Tuck Tuck know that these are called mycelloids. They are plant creatures. Uh, these mycelloids seem a little tougher looking than what you have come to recognize as. 
Cheryl, you can ask one question. Tuck Tuck, you can ask two. What is the effect of their spores? Oh, that's a very good question. Now uh, that I've got some on my face. <laughs> <laughs> the disease contracted from their spores is known as purple pox. Yeah, I don't the... fuck with any pox. <laughs> They're all bad. It's a one minute long onset, and then you'll need to save against it again once per day. And during that time, you'll take 1d2 wisdom and 1d2 con damage. Oh, It takes two consecutive saves to uh, heal yourself from it. Additionally, uh, (laughs) creatures that die from purple pox become bloated over the course of 24 hours, after which its body bursts open, releasing a fully grown mycelloid. What? Oh, my God. (laughs) Additionally. Guys, do not let me die from this. Xenomorph. If a creature takes at least seven points of wisdom damage from purple pox, it needs to make a will save each day to avoid becoming affected by a lesser Gaius uh, effect that compels them to seek out the nearest mycelloid colony in order to offer itself up for spore domination. Oh my god, what? that's brutal. What? How tall are these little fucks? They're, they're like the size of you. They are? They're that big? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. They're man-sized mushrooms. Oh my god. Tuck Tuck. Yeah. Would, All right. uh, you could ask two questions about these guys. I guess up first is, uh, do they have any known weaknesses? Uh, they are vulnerable to electricity damage. Oh, I get wet. Oh. oh. You got one more question. Okay. Hmm. Which of their saving throws is the worst? Oh, that's a pretty good question. Their reflex save. It's doo-doo. Hmm. Feels like lightning has a lot of reflex saves that have to be made. It does feel like that. <laughs> now, if I'm grappled by the webbing, can I cast a spell? Yes. I you believe you need to make a concentration check. check. The DC is 10 plus the spell level plus the grappler CMB, but this is a weird case. Cause I think it's the CMB plus spell level, because 10 plus CMB plus spell level seems ridiculous. Yeah, you're high. probably right. <clears throat> Matt, look that up. Please. Oh, no, you're right. It's 10 plus the CMB plus spell level. Yeah. Apparently it is super hard to cast spells while grappled. At any rate, it's uh, Cheryl's turn. I want a five foot step so that I'm behind him. That's Which... more than a five foot step, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Um, five foot step is only five feet. Right. <laughs> I'll take a five foot step forward. Ah, putting yourself in a flanking position. Yeah. It's very bold of you. <laughs> Well, that's what I was trying to do the first time. I was just looking at the map all. And uh, I'm going to shout out some stuff about Phrasma and get stabbing. All right. Still holding that book in reserve. Huh? Seriously. Okay, okay. The crowd wants book. I hear the crowd. <laughs> Go give the crowd what they want. I'll, I'll give them a book. But not this turn. This turn I'm daggering with a 12. No, it doesn't hit. But I believe you have an extra attack from haste. At that's the same right. Bonus, and you also have bonuses to hit from haste. That's right. It's a plus one to hit from haste. Yeah. So that the previous one was a thirteen. If we want to, yeah, it's still, it's still a little ways away. Seventeen. Yeah, it doesn't hit. Really? What Sorry. are these mushrooms made of? There's mushroom. <laughs> All right. Well, I curse them and praise for asthma. Okay. Miss your hood. I am gonna take a full round rapid shot on the green guy. Okay. Um. Let's see here. I'm going to use a swift action to study target. Okay. Uh, I believe I'm in point-blank range. You are indeed. And let's deadly aim it. You know what? I'm not going to rapid shot it. Just a regular full round. Okay. So the first one was a 30 to hit. That'll hit. 
So that's 18 plus 16 is 34. Okay. Uh, the second attack was a 16 to hit. That does not hit. And uh, I'm going to take the extra attack with haste. Okay. That's a 26 to hit. That hits. And that's another 19 damage. And you have cluster shot, right? Yep. So it all gets applied as one. (laughs) So that basically just counted as one hit for 53 damage Mm -hmm. for the purposes of DR. Uh, So green is still up. It is now Captain Cork's turn. So seeing Tuck Tuck uh, squawking his head off... Uh, he's going to cast Liberating Command. Ooh, nice. So, Tuck Tuck, you immediately make an escape artist check, and you add 18. Damn. Well, Holy okay. Holy shit. 35. <laughs> you just do like a like a Lynx like spin attack and yeah! shred all those webs. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> You're still in that one spot, but you are free from the webbing. Captain Cork is then going to awesome. attempt to move out of the webbing himself. Damn, he's good. I'll squawk a thanks at him. Cork is thinking, I'm going to help out Scram and distract the two myceloids over here. Sure. Apparently he's just being a dick. <laughs> and he's going to take out, he takes out his two axes on his way, and uh, he takes a swing at Red. And that'll hit almost max damage. And Scram. Scram's original plan was, once again, to use that fireball, but seeing that everybody's like kind of caught up in the mix... Um, you can still get blue and green in a fireball, and not without uh putting it into the water. You could still put it above the water and then have it come in. Yeah. Oh, I can have it explode yeah. above. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's just to show where the cave opens up to the sea. Okay. You guys aren't underwater or anything. Well, like, no, no, no. I wanted to know if uh if that fireball can uh. I wasn't yeah. sure if it had to hit the ground before it had a nope. before it exploded. Okay. No. You just designate where in its path it will explode okay uh that's where i aim for him then okay so blue and green's got to make a reflex save 17 and the other one was an 11 so both of them fail so that's what 66 76 now 76 jesus christ 16 16 damage all right the good news is green only had one hit point left after the hood's arrow barrage and and scram's fireball just (laughs) <laughs> took it out. I loved it. Nice. Scram is also going to try to take a five foot step out. You can't five foot step. I mean, can I? Try you can to... try to move. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think eight makes it. No. So you move five feet, but then you're grappled. So put yourself wherever that is. So the Incutilis is now going to cast another spell, and four magic missiles come Holy careening at shit. you. At Cheryl, Devoth, Tuck Tuck. And the hood, one at each. Cheryl, you take three damage. Devoth, you take five damage. Hood, you take three damage. Tuck Tuck, you take five damage. Cheryl, 26 versus your CMD. What? Yeah. Devoth, 14 versus your CMD. Nope. Hood, 25 versus your CMD. My CMD says 26 right now. He's he's got seven base attack bonus, a really good dex, and a really good strength score, plus rage. Wow. Yeah. Tuck Tuck, 26 versus your CMD. Or, no, six, sorry, 16 <laughs> versus your CMD. That misses. So this wasn't just uh, your ordinary magic missile spell. This was a toppling magic missile spell. Anybody that takes damage from the spell uh, is subject to a trip attempt. Damn. That's uh, cute. Yeah, fortunately, <laughs> three of you uh, passed, but Cheryl, you fall prone. Devoth, you're up. 
All right. Devoth is going to take a walk back here. Okay. And Ooh, a little flanky flank. Yep. Is that going to provoke even going past the, the stalagmite? Nah. I'll take it. But I do not get the extra attack from haste. Right. Because I had to move 10 feet. And I started in difficult terrain. But uh, maintain the rage. And I am attacking with power attack with my furious focus and some reckless abandon. <laughs> so that is a 21 to hit. That hits. For 18 slashing damage. Talk, talk, you're up. You are no longer grappled. In that case, I am going to cast a spell. I'm going to cast Aggressive Thundercloud at Blue Guy. Oh, I like the sounds of that. He has to make a DC 18 reflex save. That's a natural one. Nice. Um, So what happens is a crackling spherical storm cloud flies towards that dude. Uh, It has Uh a fly speed of 20 feet and perfect maneuverability. It's basically the electric version of the flaming sphere. Flaming sphere. Yeah. Got it. It does 3d6 electricity, so I got 11 electric. All right, so plus 50%. That is 16. Very nice. It is now the Mycelloid's turn. They're going to Eiffel Tower Captain Cork. It's a miss. It's a miss. It's a miss. That's a hit. Ooh, max damage. Captain Cork needs to make a fortitude save. Crushes it. It is now Orange Mycelloid's turn, and he never released his Spore Cloud, so he will do that now. Oh, Cheryl's already got it. Hood and Devoth, please make fortitude saves. So that's a 21 for Devoth. That's a okay. 10 for the Hood. The Hood is now infected with Purple Pox. Cheryl. So I'm going to use... I'm hasted, right? Yeah. Yep. That gives me extra movement, so I'm just going to pop right up. Yeah, okay. I always thought that... I don't know if I want to make this a hard house rule or not, but I always... Thought that standing up as a full move action was kind of a bit much. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing a house rule that I that I really liked, but I'm 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 not sure if I want to commit to it or not. Like right here and now. Yeah, that standing up is just equivalent of ten feet of movement. I like what fifth did. It's like standing up just cost half your movement. Okay. Although in this case that is ten feet of movement because of his armor. But... <laughs> <laughs> For now, at least I'll say that while you're hasted, standing up just is equivalent to the bonus movement that you receive from the spell. So you still have a, you can still do a, like a full round action if you want. I nice. can't believe that worked, and I'm glad that I went for it. <laughs> <laughs> it is going to provoke, though. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. We can't get everything. That's a 22 to hit. Yeah, that hits. You take 11 damage. So I pop up, get hit, <laughs> and then now... Is anyone calling for me to use the book, like, in-game? Or are you just... No, we're just, like, as players, we're like, what the fuck are you not using your book? Yeah. Okay. It's not always easy carrying a whole other person We're just personally around. mad at you. <laughs> we're not role-playing it. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna go for some spicy stabbers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did a thing. Oh, yeah. That's a 19 on the dice. Okay. That's a critical threat. Yep. For a 30 yeah. attack, critical threat. Well, unfortunately, plants can't be crit, so... You definitely <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Lance can't be crit. You're just making stuff up. You slice him pretty spicily. Let me roll my other attack while I'm at it. And then All right. Damage. Eight. No. Oh. <laughs> All right. Lay that six damage on him. Five. Hood. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my move action to move here. Okay. Okay. So now I'm kind of concealed a little bit by Devoth and the Stagmite. And I am now going to roll my stealth, right? Okay. 
as a swift action, right? That all works. That all sounds right. I don't think stealth is an actual action. You just Perfect. Make it, you just make the roll. Go ahead and roll it. You're not really in a position to hide that well. I'm not really looking to stealth from the orange guy. I'm more looking to stealth from the Incatillus that's like back behind a second slagmite. I imagine he can't see through Devoth and the Mushroom yeah. Man. And I think I see where you're going with this, so let me just <laughs> let me let me just pull the trigger right here. It sounds like you're going for that deadly deadly range thing i haven't read it but based on the wording that you guys are saying uh i don't think it can work here there's gonna there's three levels of awareness that creatures have the first level is i can see you you're right there the second level is i can't see you but i know that you're somewhere around here and the third level is i have no idea that you are there and that ability would only work on that third level correct Okay, but I was actually more trying to get um, sneak attack damage, not so much okay. that. That would probably apply, Okay, because he, he's not sure if he like lost track of you. Yeah, okay. Okay, so then I'm going to roll stealth. Okay. 35, and then I'll take a second move action. Good one, Lennon. As my standard action to go 5, <laughs> 10, 15, correct? I mean, he could probably see you from there, like. You're just kind of standing against the wall, and he's got, like, easy visibility of you. Okay, then forget the whole stealth thing. I'm just going to move out of the webbing to here. 5, 10, 15. Okay. And then I'll take a shot at him with the partial concealment. I believe Orange Mycelite already took his attack of opportunity on Cheryl. Also, remember, Hood, you have a bunch of extra movement from haste. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so right. if you wanted to, you could just, like... You have another 30 like, feet Way of over the other side. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I want to go here. This doesn't give him partial coverage again, right? No. Okay. Yeah, that looks like clear line of sight to me. And then just one attack. So that's a 27 to hit. That'll hit. So then that's damage. 14 damage. Okay, so uh, Captain Cork's turn. He's going to unleash the beast... First, he's going to, as a swift action, cast Liberating Command on Scram. Make an escape artist check at a plus 18. Oh, shit. So you pass. Okay. That's 14 on the die plus 18 plus. So you're (laughs) no longer grappled. Nice. All right, so he's going to unleash the beast. All right, so he he slice, slice with his two axes on the blue mycelloid and takes it down. And then he's going to turn around and slice, slice on the red mycelloid. All right, so he misses with one swing and hits with the other on the red. And it is now Scram's turn. Scram is going to do a magic missile on the red one. Okay. From your wand? Yep. Uh, no, no, no. From my uh, uh, spell book. All right. From your hips. I think that's four missiles, right? That is four missiles. 13 damage. All right. Okay, so the Incutilis is now going to cast Stinking Cloud. Ugh. <laughs> Everybody in the area, so that's everybody except the hood, and also the plant creatures are immune to this because it's a poison effect, need to make a fortitude save. 24 for Devoth. 10. (laughs) 25. Tuck Tuck? I got a 10. Oh, yeah, on a natural one. Tuck Tuck, Cheryl, and Captain Cork failed their saves. You all become nauseated. Ew. So that lasts as long as you remain in the cloud and for 1d4 plus 1 rounds after you leave it. Any creature that 
succeeds on its save but remains in the cloud must continue to save each round on your turn. Oh, my God. For reference, when you're nauseated, you can either make a standard action or a move action. So, yeah, that sucks. Yes, it does. Devoth, your turn. Okay, so I guess I should start with a fort save again? Yeah. 21. You're okay. All right. You got that captain bonus to your saves. <laughs> I feel like Devoth never fails a save ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the fact that I'm raging actually helps a lot, but mm. right now I am going to cast Bladed Dash. Okay. So I move up to 30 feet. Does casting that or the movement provoke from the mycelloid? It's a regular spell, so I would assume so. So I will cast it defensively. So I lose the spell. Nice. That's what I thought. Oh. And then I will move out of the cloud to go stand next to the... uh, Incutellus. Incutellus, thank you. Okay, it's going to provoke from the mycelloid. Yep. That's a 23 to hit. Uh, That does hit. That's nine damage and make another fortitude save. Net 20. (laughs) Tuck, tuck, you're up. You are Uh, nauseated. So you can either make a a standard action or a move action. I'll make a standard action. Okay. And I'll cast remove sickness on myself. Oh, shit. Damn, nice, dude. (laughs) That's pretty sweet. Does that do what I think it does? Yeah, now I can use my move action. (laughs) 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 It suppresses the effects of disease, nausea, and sickness. Until oh, the end of the spell, and also gives me a plus four morale bonus on saving throws against those. Oh, so you feel good about it. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm bubbly. And then I'm going to use my movement to move my disc of electric death over to this orange guy. Yes. Awesome. So I think it's DC 18. Let me double check, though. I got a five on the reflex save, so I think uh, we can rest assured that he failed. Yeah, six, uh, uh, six damage total. Well, not bef- right. Uh, nine, right? Because they're weak. Yeah. All right. Nice turn. Mycelloid's turn. Red's going after Captain Cork. That'll hit. Ooh, another max damage on Captain Cork. <laughs> the orange Mycelloid is going to move into a flanking position with the Incutilis and Devoth, but it's going to provoke from Cheryl and Devoth. 17. 17 does not hit. So I am power attacking. Yeah. And hooray for Furious Focus because it's my first attack of the round. <laughs> oh. That is an 18 to hit. That don't hit. Oh. Uh, and the Mycelloid is going to lash out with a Karah. A 10 to hit. Doesn't do it. Ooh. Cheryl, the guy that you were fighting just scuttled away. I don't think so. And I pursue. You can make either an attack or a move or a standard action. So if I move out of it, then I get my standard action? Nope. Uh, you need That's to wait 1d4 just... plus 1 rounds and then it goes away. I want to get out of the cloud because I don't like being nauseated. Yeah, so you can move into a flanking position yeah. with Devoth and the Incutilis. Oh, yeah, yeah, perfect. That's All what right. I'm going to do. And uh, I'm going to shout about how great Phrasma is to save me from this stank. Nice. Okay. Hood. So I am going to study target specifically on the Incutilis. Okay. I am going to activate my aspect of the Falcon, which are my bracers. Okay. And then I'm going to take a full round attack, specifically targeting the Inky Tillis on top. That's a 36 to hit on the first one. And then I have to roll another damage. So that's going to be 22 damage on the first one. Mm -hmm. A 16 to hit on the second attack. That's a miss. And I will use my extra attack from haste. It's a 34 to hit. I'll hit. For another 11 damage. Okay, you don't like that. Captain Cork. 
Captain Cork is nauseated. So yeah, he's gonna <laughs> his way out of that cloud. Hooray oh, for haste. Her, yeah, I was gonna say hooray for haste because he's a dwarf who <laughs> can only move twenty feet. Praise for asthma. He's just gonna make a full move out of that cloud. Scram. Do I have to make a save? Yep. Okay. Fourteen. Believe that fails. Yes, it does. You are now nauseated. And you're still in the webs. Like, you're not grappled, but you're still in the oh, web. okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to get out of there, though, you got to uh, roll Fight against my the way webs. Out, yeah. I guess I'll use my second magic missile. Okay. I'm going to hit uh, red. Okay. 15 damage. Ooh. He dies. Scram kind of just gives kind of like a quick cough. And then, uh, <gasps> magic missile. Okay. See, Incutilis' turn. He's going to cast a spell defensively. The Incutilis vanishes. Oh, that's oh the worst. <laughs> now, it's weird. The zombie he is controlling is still visible. <laughs> but the Incutilis is invisible. You'd be surprised how many, like, buff spells and, like, single target spells become almost useless when you need to target yourself and the guy that you're riding. <laughs> but you can't see the Incutilis anymore. But you know what? The zombie's going to go ahead and lash out. He's going to attack Devoth. I'm going to windy escape it. Oh, I bet you do. That's a six to hit. Oh, that doesn't hit Sorry, anyway. An eight to hit. Yeah, it still doesn't hit. Nope. I do like the windy escape there because we haven't seen him swing yet. That and I know like Windy Escape doesn't work on magical attacks, but I figure the zombies attack is probably not magical. Mm-hmm. Devoth, you're up. Seeing the Incutilis disappear and knowing what it's going to do when I kill the zombie, mm-hmm. I'm gonna spin around and attack the Mycelloid behind me instead. Okay. Mm. And that is with obviously still hasted, rage, power attack, and I will reckless abandon this. That's a thirty three to hit. Yeah, that's for twenty damage. You kill it. Nice. All right. And then, since I got my hasted attack, I will, I guess, swing back around and take a shot at uh, at the zombie. Zombo? Does he have a name, the guy? <laughs> I mean, did Cork tell us what it is? Oh, um, it was something. It wasn't it was, Zombo, right? It, was, it wasn't Zombo. Okay. <laughs> Foreshadowing. It was Dario, I think. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Dar- Darian? Yeah. Darius? Uh, it's a 21 to hit. That hits. Nice. For 17 damage. He's still up. Tuck, tuck. Okay, so these Incutilis dudes, they sit on the head, right? Mm-hmm. So an attack that comes straight down is probably going to hit it. Maybe. So I'm going to cast Flame Strike on the Incutilis zombie. Flame Strike targets an area, right? Like, it targets like a five-foot square. Oh, sorry, right? it is a... Oh, you are right. It is a ten-foot cylinder. That would hurt my friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would only hurt one of them. Go big or go home. No, I'm not going to fry them. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, change of plans. I am going to move action my lightning ball onto it. Uh-huh. I think that would hit both the zombie and the Incutelis, wouldn't it? Uh, Five foot diameter. It enters sphere. a space that contains a creature. The storm stops moving for the round and deals 36 points of electricity damage to that creature. They're both in the square, so... Yeah, I mean, it says area, five foot diameter sphere. Yeah, yeah so yeah. you'd be affecting both of them. All right, so they both need to make reflex saves. Ooh, 19. Get oh, fucked. beats it. But what about the other one? What about the other one? That's what you sound like. <laughs> <laughs> 25. Oh, well. 
Okay, and then for my standard action, uh, I'm going to pull out my wand of uh, stone discus, and I'm going to shoot a disc at the Incutilis on me. Oh, yeah. You can only shoot it at the zombie, because the Incutilis is well, invisible. Well, now, see, That's I had I a question about that. I successfully hmm. shot the Incutilis with, like, four arrows. Would the invisibility apply to them as well? Because couldn't he yes, just aim to them? Yeah, yeah. You can't see the arrows. They go invisible too. The spell would be kind of pointless if like right, yeah. a single arrow shot is all it takes to. Or he's, he's got a little scuff on his uh, his boot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a twelve to hit. Yeah, that doesn't hit. Didn't think so. All right, that's my turn. All right, Cheryl. All right, I'm flanking. Right, you are. I'm gonna attack this zombie, and I'm flanking. Twenty nine. That hits. Yes. I'm gonna attack again. Twenty seven. Both of them hit. Tight. Crap. What? We're going to kill the zombie. Nothing's going to be invisible and just swim away. The one time we didn't need Joe to actually oh. do damage. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bring just it, needed boys. to do as usual. <laughs> 13 damage. Nice. The zombie falls over. Shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I will, again, describe the layout of this cave. It's 80 feet long, 30 feet wide. Uh, it's open to the to the sea on the north side. And the southwest corner leads back to the tunnel you came from. There is some water in here, but it probably wouldn't be enough even for the Incutilis to swim. Like, it's just kind of like like puddle depth. You're just kind of like splish-splashing with each step. So, you're pretty sure the Incutilis can't swim wherever it is. So, for now, we're going to keep going on initiative. And it is the Incutilis' turn. Incutilis is going to do some stuff. Mm-hmm. Devoth, your turn. Okay. Um, well, first, Devoth is going to come over here and stand, you know, at the water's edge, next to uh, where Captain Cork is, and just give a shout out, a general warning, like, try and make a wall against the water. Don't let it swim away. Okay. And he will. He's gonna ready a spell in case the creature appears. Okay. And I'll remind you, all those spell effects are still active. The stinking cloud is still up, and the you can see the web through there. Okay. Tuck, tuck. Huh. I don't really have a good way of finding something that I can't see. Just start firing wildly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, my, my thundercloud just attacks if it enters a square with something, so I guess I could just move. Like a vacuum? <laughs> yeah. Just moving it around, hoping you pick up some dirt. <laughs> Use it as an incutilis detector. Is that, what, is that what you're doing? You're just moving yeah, the cloud around? Yeah, I'm going to move the cloud around to see if it hits it. Where do you move it? So, so is the the lightning ball. Yep. Move it here. Okay. Here. Okay. Here. Okay. Here. All right. Uh, yeah, you're straight up playing Battleship right now. I love <laughs> it. That's adorable. And it says in the spell description that when it enters the space containing a creature, it stops moving. Mm. Yes. So whether they're visible or not, uh, and it did not stop moving. Okay. That's a pretty neat strategy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take a hero point. Oh, nice. snap. Totally sweet. Cheryl. Nice. All right, time for me to earn my hero point. <laughs> I toss myself a heal. Okay. <laughs> hero points. Gotta do... <laughs> Great job. Take a hero point. <laughs> uh, that was the joke. It sounds do. even more pathetic, though, when it's actually... <laughs> yeah. Just a cure light. All right. <sighs> I can't stand this game. <laughs> Two. Nice. Hood. Alright, so mechanically I'm not sure how I would do this. 
want to make a perception check to see if I can listen for it moving around. Like, it's kind of sure. wet and puddly. But it's not moving right now, right? It had its turn, so... I mean, it's meant to be pretty fluid. Like, he he doesn't move and then stop and then move and then stop. Like, okay. this is all happening at the same time. So, he's... If, if he moved on his turn, he's moving on your turn. Okay. So, roll perception. Uh, I rolled a 25. So, I'm, I'm like, listening still. for, like, you know, a puddle splash. Uh, you don't hear anything. This thing is very sneaky. Okay, and I saw where uh, the cloud went. Okay, I am going to take a five-foot step. Okay. I am going to take a full round rapid shot. Okay. <laughs> and so that's, with haste, how many attacks, Matt? Four. Four. Jesus. I'm going to shoot first one here. Okay. Second one here. Okay. Third one here. Okay. Fourth one there. Okay. So make four attack rolls, and I will make a... Uh, for each attack roll that beats its AC, I will make a 50% roll to see if you actually hit it, if it's in that square. Okay. So the first one is a 27 to hit. You don't seem to hit anything. This one is a 22 to hit. That doesn't hit. This one was a 24 to hit. You don't seem to hit anything. And this one was a 37 to hit. You don't seem to hit anything. All right. Even with all those hits. It's Captain Cork's turn, and he just keeps ruining my plans. Ha-ha! Captain Cork can see invisibility. (laughs) (laughs) What? Fucking asshole. So why wouldn't he take a free action to tell us where he is? Because he didn't think of it until just now, okay? God damn it. He doesn't know we can't see it. He's appreciated how stupid you look playing Battleship, and he's chuckling to himself. He's right there, but I'm not saying shit until my turn. And where, like, hey, I got a hero point. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, yeah, where's his hero point? At least I got that going for me. Between coughs, Captain Cork points out that he is in the same square. square. And he will then, uh, I believe you can five foot step and then attack when you're nauseated. So he's going to do that. <coughs> it's right, it's right, right there. I'll, I'll show you. <coughs> so he takes a swing, but misses. But unless he's just fucking with you guys, you got a pretty good idea of where it is. It's not Thank You Till it's turn now, is it? That would just be the ultimate. Uh... <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> uh, it's Scram's turn, so you guys are fine. Oh, okay. Fair uh, Scram's going to cast Fireball. Uh, f- not Fireball. <laughs> uh, flaming Sphere on the square <coughs> that was uh, given. Okay. So that automatically applies. Yep. No attack roll needed. Just got to make a reflex save. save. 12. Does nice. not make it. Nice. That's because it's splashing around in puddles. Can't swim to dodge. And doesn't it like light up the area? I mean, it might light up the area, but it's not going to make an invisible yeah. creature visible. That's not how it works. It's not going to outline him. <laughs> no. <laughs> I won with the, uh, I'm just going to pop up after haste. I thought maybe I could get that one too. It is now the uh, Ink Utilis' turn, and he does not have a lot of options. These things are super fast in the water, but... I'm going to use a hero point to go, and I'm going to send my storm cloud over to give him a kiss. Nice. <laughs> Dude, this thing's getting hit by fire and now lightning. Yeah. Oh, All right. God, All right got to so make another the, reflex uh, save. Not yep. a good day. Ooh, 26. Oh, oh, wow. Woof. That is woof. Okay. So he's going to... Got him boxed in. Pretty much. I guess he's just going to make his last stand. He's going he's gonna to target Devoth with... Magic missile. 
And him after... casting the spell is going to trigger my ready to, my readied spell as well. That's right. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. uh, my turn. I said I moved over there and ready to spell. Yeah, he did. did. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, hold on. He's got to cast defensively first. Maybe he'll fail like, one, more, one more turn. <laughs> if he fails casting it, does he still stay invisible? Yeah, because he didn't actually do anything offensive. Uh, but he passed. I got 19 on the die. So, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> do your thing, Devoth. Nice. So Devoth, with his ready to action, casts uh, Bladed Dash, which allows him to move up to 30 feet immediately and make an attack action with a bonus on the attack. No, Charisma Mod to the attack roll. Okay. But not damage. And you're flanking. Well done. Flanking and power attacking. So that's a 35 to hit for uh, 23 damage. Yeah, okay. So this thing, like, you know, pops into visibility and he's, like, about to cast a spell. Devoth just <laughs> bladed dashes right over and, like, anime style, just like, <laughs> oh! <laughs> knocks over his microphone. He's anime style, just like slashes with the momentum of his dash yeah. and he doesn't even turn around as the incutilis falls over and explodes nice nice it doesn't actually explode though well yeah because it gets cut in half and then it just slides apart yeah yeah <laughs> yeah for, like it, it stands upright as if devoth missed for like a full 10 minutes <laughs> and then <laughs> and then it all of a sudden just falls into two pieces and the uh stinking cloud and web spells uh, end. And my pox probably goes away. No, it doesn't. You In wish. fact, every, who contracted purple pox? Cheryl for sure. I think Scram did and the hood. The onset is one minute, so I'm j- we're just going to cut right to that. See, Cheryl, you take two wisdom damage and one con damage. Scram, a minute goes by, you take two wisdom damage Ooh. and two con damage. Uh. Hood, a minute goes by. You take two wisdom damage and two con damage. That's pretty brutal. And uh just need to remind me once per day, this ticks. But in the meantime... How do we get rid of it? Save twice in a row or some spell or effect that removes diseases. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with that, let me uh, describe some more details of this cave that you guys only just now noticed because combat's over. Nice. Actually, everybody give me a perception check. 11. I, too, had an 11. 27. 17. 37. All right. So you find a familiar site. A bunch of crates, chests, other containers. Barrels. Kind of just (laughs) barrels. Kind of stacked haphazardly in the back corner of this cave. You guys go through these containers, and I'll just tell you what you find. 78 platinum pieces. Oh, that's so tasty. 626 gold pieces, 180 silver pieces, 700 copper pieces, 9 precious stones slash gems, together totaling 1,352 gold pieces. You also find a masterwork spear, a magic wand, 2 magic scrolls, a magical rod, and a magical headband. And you also find a small crystalline figurine that looks like a dodo bird oh devoth yes you made your perception check but not as high as i think scram and tuck 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 uh so i'm gonna give you 
something else that's more appropriate for Devoth. You are looking out at the coastline. At high tide, the water comes just over the cave floor. The cave opens up to a natural cove that would be relatively well hidden from the docks at Port Peril, with just enough room to moor a single ship. So you're looking at this and you realize that you found a pretty nice back entrance into Port Peril that wouldn't leave you stuck for a full week or have to pay docking fees. Oh, what? <laughs> that's so nice. Cool. That's it just... would be an almost unbearable ordeal to lug hundreds of thousands of pounds of plunder through the blood pools, but on occasions that you just need to make a quick stop at the city, you can use the blood pools very easily. But bear in mind that, you know, no trip through the blood pools or not works is guaranteed to be safe. Right. And there's also the thing like, you're probably not the only captain that knows this trick. Speaking of which, Captain Cork <laughs> is standing right next to you and he's he's like got his hands on his hips, like also looking at the coastline. He kind of looks up at you with a grin on his face and uh, he can tell you're thinking what he's thinking. He's like, I guess we'll have to uh, share weekends, huh, huh, Captain? I'm game if you are. He like taps his nose, gives you a wink. <laughs> Scram and Tuck Tuck. Mm. You find... A small chest that's hidden in a small crevice in the rock floor. Inside is a map case containing the expected Uh, detailed shipping lanes, just like what you found at Blood Cove, mm -hmm. but also includes some side notes. Port Peril is highlighted with a note written in Aklo. Scram, do you speak Aklo? I do not speak Aklo. Okay. Tuck Tuck? I'm guessing no. I'm guessing you are correct. Okay. You can't read the note. Uh, Also highlighted is a small island unnamed on the map. Though Scram, you immediately identify it as Windward Isle, the island hosted by Tidewater Rock. Huh. Next to this is another note also written in Aklo. Besides the map and case that were inside this chest is a small stone wrapped in cloth, which looks a lot like the one hovering over Devoth's head. I try putting it above my head. Nothing happens. <laughs> okay. Get good. <laughs> I try to sneak up on Devoth and try to place it on top of his head. <laughs> Devoth, make a reception check. Scram, make a stealth check. Uh, 17 for my perception. No, I, got a, I rolled a 19 on uh, my stealth, so... So, yeah, he beat me. Okay. You sneak up to Devoth, you place the stone above his head, and it just starts circling. Oh. <laughs> I kind of just admire my work, and then I go... Back to plundering. Like a- <laughs> All right. Devoth, you would probably feel like a tiny little tug above your head as if somebody like put something with like a little bit of weight in a backpack you were holding. Right. So, yeah, you feel that. Okay. I just kind of like look around really quickly. The hell was that? <laughs> uh, let me ask you something. Do you always have all of these stones hovering above your head or is it just the one that actually does anything? Normally, it would be just the one that does something. Like, if I'm trying to show off or something like that, I'd have them all up there, but normally it would be just the one. Okay. Okay. Then. You'd probably... I would then notice would, a second one. You would notice more than one then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you have a second stone hovering above your head. I just kind of like, oh, hello. Just kind of poke it. <laughs> and, he- I, like, I just kind of look around like, scram, what the hell does this do? It looks like it just dropped out of the ceiling. Oh, my God. <laughs> Make a, a bluff check, check you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Can drag this out as long as possible. Uh, sixteen. I just give you a flat stare. Like, no, seriously, what does it do? I think it's just a basic, uh, basic deep platinum uh, piece. It's just having a little bit of fun. I cast detect magic on it. It doesn't detect his magic. 
Okay, so now uh, any spellcasters in the room can make some spellcraft checks. Uh, spellcraft? The magic items you guys just found. How many do we need? Well, I want to remove my disease. Oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead, Cheryl. I'm a UMD at 35. What's up? Nice. Any, anybody have any uh, other remove diseases? Nope, just the one. <laughs> oh. Okay. I do it quietly to myself <laughs> while you guys are off doing other things. I'm like, <coughs> coughing up the pox. <laughs> Uh, how many, uh, rolls do we need to make? Six. Six spellcraft checks. 27. Okay, you identify the wand as a wand of entangle. There are 48 charges on it. 18. Okay, that makes it. That is a scroll of soothing word. It is an arcane scroll. Uh, 15. You do fail to identify the third scroll. There are only two scrolls. You said the, Sorry, the second scroll, but the okay. third roll. Okay, Captain Cork identifies the second scroll as a scroll of resinous skin, which is also an arcane scroll. Hmm. Okay, this next one is for the magical rod. 24. 19. You identify it as a lesser rod of piercing. Ooh, that's tasty. Piercing, when you apply the piercing effect to a spell, it treats the target's spell resistance as five lower. And this next one is for the magical headband. Uh, 28. 21. You identify it as a dead man's headband. Yeah, but what does it do? <laughs> yeah. This taut black band, clipped with a black metal skull, can be attached to the outside of a hat or other head slot item, or can be worn as a normal headband. The wearer gains a plus two competence bonus on intimidate checks and increases the DC of any fear effect he creates by plus one. Hmm. In addition, if this headband is attached to the outside of a hat, the wearer's hat or headgear cannot be blown off or removed by wind, water, or environmental effects. <laughs> and the wearer gains a plus five <laughs> circumstance bonus to his CMD against steel and sunder attempts targeting his headgear. <laughs> That's amazing. It's just kind of a really weird hodgepodge of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, I'm going to sunder your hat off. <laughs> oh, no, you won't. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah, I like it. But so, it yeah. so, so Devoth claims that. <laughs> And this one is for the Crystalline Dodo figurine. 22. 12. <laughs> tuck, tuck. 28. You've never seen one of these before, so you wouldn't even be sure what it's called. But you are able to figure out what it does. When placed some somewhere of prominence on a ship or in a building, if it's a ship like the captain's cabin or at the helm, it grants all creatures who serve in that ship or in that building gains them a plus one luck bonus on saves and skill checks while on the ship or in the building wow that's tight that's actually that is pretty insane so tuck tuck you know that this thing is probably the single most expensive magic item you've ever come across if you were to buy this at a shop it costs you fifty thousand gold i i will relay that all to the party you also find another item, uh, and this wasn't in the in the hoard, so you, uh, you kind of missed it at first. It's actually embedded into like the shoulder underneath the collarbone of the zombie that the Incutilis was controlling. Tom probably found it. What is it? <laughs> Getting a more thorough search of all the bodies. <laughs> He's trying to search it's, the pockets. It's like a ten-inch long, smoothed out like like a shard of wood. Make a spellcraft check. Twenty-seven. Yeah, 23. This thing is emitting an aura of necromancy. You recognize this as a void stick. What does that do? 
It comes with a bit of a history. They used to just be called God Sticks, and they were created by worshipers of all sorts of deities, and they were meant to kind of be a beacon of that religion. And instead of needing to travel miles and miles to a shrine, if you like lived in a very far off or remote area, you could just like stick this in the ground and in like a 20 foot radius, it would count as being in a shrine of that God. Hmm. That hasn't been the use of these for a long time uh, after dark spellcasters kind of universally warped their uh, function. Now they don't channel different religions. They just channel the void, the plane of negative energy. They're obviously used for necromancy purposes. You know that there is a ritual to creating what's called a void a void stick zombie. That is certainly not what you face today because you know void stick zombies are very powerful. They just emit negative energy uh, and can even heal and control other zombies. They're just walking bastions of the void. But you can stick a single one into a zombie and that zombie radiates a desecrate spell which grants all undead within a 20-foot area, plus two bonus hit points per hit die. And any undead that you create in a Desecrate spell also gains certain bonuses. So yeah, it's so, a Void Stick. That's what a Void Stick does. Nice. Okay. How much is it worth? Oh. Yeah, let's get to the real. Wait, you care about issue. that? Oh, okay. Uh, 2,500. So you guys are kind of like looking over all this loot, and Captain Cork has also converted his attention to that. You guys are looking at this dodo, and Quirk is like, so how are we splitting this up? Because he like points out the rest of the stuff, and he's like, all of this is about a quarter of that. Uh-huh. Uh, all of this being all the other treasure in that hoard, including the void stick, the dead man's headband, the rod, the scrolls, the gold, the gems, is about a quarter of the worth of the crystal dodo. Right. He then like sends a somber glance at the zombie who is the man that he went down looking for. Mm-hmm. And he says, you guys did me a real solid by helping me out coming down here. I don't know if uh, I would have been able to handle all this by myself. Duval just looks around at the uh, the four dead, like, giant mushroom things, and the <laughs> tell is like, eh. <laughs> you could have taken him. Well, who knows? I'm a pretty resourceful guy. Maybe I could have, but I don't know. That, <laughs> like, says out another cough. That stinking cloud really uh, fucked my shit up. I'll tell you what. I'll pretend I didn't see the, that crystal dodo thing. And we can split up the treasure from there. Sounds mighty generous of you. Says, well, I would have preferred I, I found my crewman down here. But seeing as that's not happening. I gotta still look at this mission as though, you know, with the same level of importance. And you, you did me a real solid by coming down here. So I think it's only decent. It seems like crew members are always disappearing. Like Thaddeus. Uh, Devoth gives you a weird look. Thaddeus? Hmm? What? You didn't... Wait. Uh, whatever. We've got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah, let's uh, gather up this stuff and make our way back to Port Peril, I guess. Okay. Scram's going to take like a quick uh, look around. Uh... A third sweep. <laughs> With a, Just to make sure. Right. No, 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 no. A, a perception check at, like, like uncertain about his dream and seeing the void stick. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's, 
like really kind of on edge right now. Maybe it's just from the tiredness or whatever, but he's just going to give a quick glance around. Wow, that's true. Scrams been fatigued this whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, from that nightmare. With a 13. You don't see anything uh, that catches your eye, but everybody else kind of sees Scram like peeking around stalagmites and <laughs> just being real shifty and paranoid. Dude, I can't figure out this whole crew. The guy that's awesome with the book refuses to use it. The mage <laughs> is shady as fuck. Like, <laughs> I, I'm wait, digging wait, wait, to bot, but Just, everyone else, I'm like, what? How is it? How have they made it this far? <laughs> All right, so you guys gather up the stuff after divvying it up somehow, and you make the long trek out of the blood pools and then out of the knotworks. It takes you about three hours. So you've spent about a full day. Six-hour trip down there, plus all the combats and the sifting through treasure and everything. And then another three hours back up. It's probably late afternoon, maybe early evening when you guys exit the Knotworks. You started pretty early. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, Captain Cork uh, gives you a little salute and he says, Thanks again, uh, Mascador crew, and uh, maybe I'll see you around. Yeah, you know where to find us. He nods and walks away. What do you guys do? Uh, I want to find well, a cure for this pox. It is a disease. So does it, like, maybe Tuck Tuck can meditate tomorrow morning and do, like, remove disease or something? I don't know yeah, if you have that. I I can, um... Uh... Zezza, right now, I don't know anybody can heal this. I wasn't there when yeah, Tuck Tuck Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I can do it tomorrow. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, can you do it twice? So we need, you need two from me tomorrow? Yeah, one for Scram and one for the hood. Anyone have any other plans for the rest of the day? I don't think so. How much longer are we on quarantine? Uh, Tomorrow is the last day. I've got some plans. Uh, I'm going to study for the rest of the day. All right. So you guys... Wait. Oh, sorry. I want to track down uh, what happened to Thaddeus. Get some closure on my uh, encounter there. Yeah, I want to get info from uh, the Mascador crew. About uh, who the fuck Thaddeus is. Okay. Uh, do you go up to anyone specific? I hope it's the hood or Tuck Tuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually, at first it's going to be Scram. Because okay. he's the easiest to talk to. Scram sits down after a long day of adventuring and starts working on his belt. Just then. And then the door gets kicked <laughs> open by Cheryl. <laughs> it gets kick pushed open gently. Scram immediately takes out that, uh, that, le- uh, that lab that we've... Uh... That I was going to use for perception checks from now on with that tapping. Oh. <laughs> and, uh... <sighs> Can you of, use it? Yeah, no, 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 like, right on... I don't know what's coming. Yeah, that's... Make a perception How did you check? think uh, this was going to be the easiest, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> this is the best. I was just going to talk uh, to him. I got a seven. Okay. So, you activate, you're like, oh, you, like, click a n- knob or something or whatever is involved with it, and you look up, and nothing happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just kind of... I'm taken by surprise. Oh, uh, sorry. Am I interrupting? I just had a long day. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. That was tough. So, uh, yeah. What uh, what do you know about Thaddeus? Guy named Thaddeus? I talked to some guy yesterday. He said uh, he used to be on the ship. Thaddeus? Uh, you were... I start describing Thaddeus a bit. Mm-hmm. I I know who... I mean, due to the, I went to the wedding, but um, you were... Talk about trying to find the Mass Brotherhood. Uh, what do you know about Thaddeus? 
well, I don't know anything about Thaddeus. That's why I'm trying to get info. Okay. And I'm sort of recounting the conversation I had uh, with said dude. I'm looking for the Mass Brotherhood, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And Thaddeus... I keep hearing Thaddeus' name. Yeah, I keep hearing Thaddeus' name. Said he was on this ship. I don't know a Thaddeus. Do you know a Thaddeus? Well, um, the Mass Shield, a.k.a. Thaddeus. Uh... Thaddeus is the Mass Shield? He was. Okay. And I kind of go over like brief uh things with him like he's the only real person i knew to somehow be able to use four shields at once and like... <laughs> four shields at once you say i marvel yeah he is quite some guy belonged to the mass brotherhood so um, he was a part of the Masked brotherhood uh can i ask your interest well i'm after the Masked brotherhood I... so if he's a lead where can i talk to this guy you were carrying his dead body. When was that? That was while we were at the uh, it's Tidewater uh, Rock, right? That, that's where that's where we were at Tidewater. Tidewater, Rock. Uh, yes, Rock. that's right. I carried his body. Who killed Thaddeus? Oh, the vine creature. <laughs> so he's disposed. Then who captains the ship now that he's dead? Devoth <laughs> is the captain. How did he get elected captain? My my curious is now peaked. Uh, yeah, mine too. I'm trying to get info uh, from you. Yeah, well, now I'm going to try to get info from you. <laughs> <laughs> you know Devoth has always been captain of this ship. Devoth was not always captain. He took the ship from someone before him. Right, from the people that we originally stole this from. So you're saying Thaddeus was never a captain. Thaddeus was... Never a captain that I knew of. I was on the ship at the same time as Devoth was and Thaddeus. But he was just a regular ship hand? Why do you think that Thaddeus was the captain? Well, the man I talked to yesterday sort of implied that he was the captain. Who's the man that you talked to yesterday? I don't know, some guy at a bar. We were having a nice time until the Masked Brotherhood came up. You seem to have a lot of incorrect information well it does seem and a lot of personal information at that it doesn't seem like just bar talk masked brotherhood must (laughs) go into circles here (laughs) i just sort of uh i don't really even thank you for this news because it's not good news you know so i'm just like you've given me what i need thank you so much and i just sort of but bounce what what did he give you (laughs) he gave me the info about uh thaddeus that's what I was asking for. He told me everything I wanted to know about him. Yes, Scram is Scram is like going to use his officer like officerness. Like, wait, fucking word for it. Are you gonna ask her to pick your spells? So that's the intro. Scram's uh, gonna use his officerness. <laughs> I'm gonna cast level two officer. Hold on, just real quick before you use your officerness. Joe, can you give me a recap of everything you wanted to know? Because I-, I didn't get anything from that. Thaddeus was not the captain. He was killed at Tidewater Rock. He was um, he was not- married to the person who owned Tidewater Rock. And uh, there was a couple other things. But... Vine creature. Oh, yeah, yeah the he, vine he, creature he killed the vine him. creature, yeah. Uh, his name was Thaddeus, a.k.a. the Masked Shield, mm-hmm. in the Masked Brotherhood. And then so I've been looking for the Masked Brotherhood. And this guy was talking about the Mass Brotherhood and Thaddeus. So now I have way more pieces Connected than I had. Yeah. So now when I go talk to Mass Brotherhood stuff, 
you know what I mean? Like, get more intel in the future. Mm-hmm. I've at least got, like, a person and, like, an event and, like, a sequence. So I know something, right? Instead of just being like, I'm on the hunt for the Masked Brotherhood. Yeah. What does it mean? Uh, All right, Scram, so go ahead and use your officerness. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to use my officerness. Okay. Uh, wait, who's the, who's the man that you talked to at the bar? If I knew, I would tell you. I never got his name. And our conversation ended, and then I sort of nod my head like, like it wasn't so great, you know? There was a lot of personal information that was, how don't you know a name, at the very least a fake one at that? There was a couple drinks, and I may have woken up on the streets. Oh, that's going to send Scram's red flags way through the roof. Well, yeah, like right now, I'm kind of running through every scenario. Well, Tom, uh, if you want, you can make a sense motive check. Yeah, can I? Yeah. Well, if that's part of your officer powers. <laughs> <laughs> and sure, I'll make a bluff check, if you are bluffing. <laughs> Not saying you are. Um, What is he sensing my motive against? The veracity of your story, I think. Yeah. Oh. Like, he's like... I Do you mean, seem like you're telling the truth? Like, you really don't know Oh, yeah. Name. No, that's... Re- I mean, that's pretty much what happened. Axel, you got a call on that? I make a bluff check. Bluff check? 25. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, Scram, uh, Scram chalks it up to... Okay, well, he probably got overly drunk and kind of just found himself in the middle of the road. Uh-huh. Uh, a little bit too tired to go any where beyond uh that level of investigation uh kind of just goes back to his belt okay well uh try to be a little bit more careful when you go out yeah. be on time next time yeah you too <laughs> <laughs> scram turns back around uses his officerness drop it give me 20 <laughs> okay so we'll wrap that day up and you guys are on your last day of quarantine nice any plans for today Yes, I'd like Tuck Tuck to heal me. I would probably, I'm sure someone would probably try and remind Tuck Tuck to also prepare a Comprehend Languages so we can get a better look at this nautical chart. Mm. I don't have a Comprehend Language. No? You can't no. prepare that? As I thought I could as a druid, but I actually can't. Huh. I can make other people speak what I can speak, but I can't find anything about Comprehend. Uh, Alright, so I'm looking at Remove Disease. Uh, you need to make a Caster level check. Against the DC of the disease affecting the target. And the disease is cured if you succeed. Okay. Then I'm going to prepare it three times for today. All right, cool. So go ahead and make a caster level check. That's a D20 plus your caster level. Okay. A 10. (laughs) Okay. That fails to remove any diseases. I'll just tell you, you're looking for a DC of 17. 22. Um, Hold on. On that first one... I will uh, Gallant Inspiration. Okay. Small chance that it'll bump it up by seven. Damn it. Oh, so gross. Ah! All right. Well, you got one more. All right. Tuck, tuck. There we go. 13. Oh. And once more. Nice. That's plus five. That That does it. Okay. Nice. So the disease is removed from all remaining PCs. That removes the disease, but does that restore the wisdom and con damage? No. But But you, you healed one... For resting a night. Yeah, you healed one for uh, okay. each of your ability scores each eight-hour rest you, you gotcha. made. But still only once per day. So, anything else on the agenda for this, your last day of quarantine? Yeah, uh, Devoth, would, uh, Devoth would go into town looking for a scroll of Comprehend Languages. Uh-huh. Okay. All right, so Devoth, you're able to find a scroll of Comprehend Languages easily enough. Okay, and once I get back, I'll head back to the ship and use it and take a look at the at the map. 
Uh, Cheryl, are you doing any other interrogations? No, I, th- I think I got good intel from Scaram. All right. Um, but I will go out about on the town, assuming I'm not bleeding too bad. You're not. Uh, all right. So, Devoth, you cast Comprehend Languages on the scroll. So, you see that Port Peril is highlighted on this map with a note written in Aklo. The note says, Fishing Trawler, Blue Lobster, Cargo, Rapier Bay to Port Peril. So it looks like the type of ship, the name of the ship, the area of the ship, and the route of the ship. Also highlighted, you see Windward Isle, a.k.a. Tidewater Rock. The note next to this reads, Sailing Ship, Mascador, Crimson Mask, and then that is crossed off, and it says, Devoth, Fever Sea and Southern Shackles, and then as like a addendum, says uh, Port Peril. Uh. (laughs) and we'll see you next week see ya see ya yeah so just stay on script yeah but on script for us is to go off script so go off script right away (laughs) yeah